The cannabis industry is growing almost as fast as the cannabis and hemp being planted and harvested. Where, when, and how fast will the cannabis and hemp industries continue to climb? Who will be the people leading the charge into that promised land of profit? Let's pursue those answers and more with the Plant Profits. Powered by Protus Global. Hey, thank you all for joining us here on Plant Profits. And I'm your host, Vern Davis. And Plant Profits is fueled by Protus Global uh, People Solutions. Hey, look, this week we're having um, a returnee, uh, a boomerang, a guest that's been here before, a guest of the program, someone that we really enjoy talking with. Since his last visit in August 2019, he's joined the company that celebrated a decade uh, as North America's largest cannabis edible manufacturer. Other words, this guy's king of the the gummies, Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Mr. Joe Hodes. Joe, hey, how are you, man? How are you and Wana Brands doing? I'm good, man. And Wana is doing great. And I, you know, I I like being part of an organization that is – Definitely the, the dominant gummy player in the market for sure. I, I was lucky enough to be able to to walk into that about nine months ago in March uh, when I joined the company as CMO. So yeah, man, that's crazy. So so you joined the company uh, right at the beginning when we in March we actually knew we were in the middle of something. Uh, yeah, and and so you made a change during that time. That was that. Tell me tell me about that. That had to be interesting. It was, it was for sure. And, it, you know, it, part of it was uh, based on, you know, my, my own decision-making part of it was just based on circumstances. Uh, former company was just, you know, in that struggle to find the funding it needed to continue uh, building the way it was building. And so Boy. we made some changes and it all kind of happened around the, the February, March timeframe. But Nancy and I have known each other, Nancy, the founder yeah. and CEO, want to have known each other for, for quite some time since I've been in the industry and, and for four years, we were competitors when I was uh, the CMO at Dixie brands, That's right. Uh, but we've always had a great relationship. And well, I reached out to Nancy and she's like, well, let's talk. So uh, I ended up starting, I think it was March 18th to be exact. And that was the yeah. very week that uh, lockdown started here. Uh, yeah. Florida. I mean, all hell broke loose, man. Um, <laughs> by that time um, on that yeah. week when you, uh, when you started, but Hey, I oh, just want to quickly go back. I noticed, you went to the University of Texas in Austin, man. That is that is like 25 minutes from my where I grew up. Oh, really? Where'd you go? A little town called Giddings, Texas. Giddings. Okay, that's not. Is that towards like Leon Springs in that area? No, that's yeah, east. Way. That's east. Okay. Uh, it's a little town, 290 east. East. You remember a town called Elgin? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Just 15 minutes east of Elgin. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. A little town out there. And uh, did you go down to Austin or, or you from Texas? Where, where? No, I, I grew up in Houston, so I'm sure I drove through your town. going. Oh, back to yeah. Houston. yeah. My whole family's in Houston. Houston. Uh-huh. Yeah. So you're from Houston and yeah. you went off to UT and and I went I went the other way. I went to Lamar. OK. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So, no, that's crazy. So you're a Texan, man. I Well, I don't I don't claim it. <laughs> I've actually, I've actually lived in Colorado. A oh, long you're the first person I know that doesn't claim Texas. I know. I well, mean, what I'm, the hell's wrong with you? I, I'm not super proud of Texas right now. I got to be honest. There's a lot of, a lot of just ridiculousness that comes out of that state that I'm not super proud of. Yeah, no, I, I, I understand, and I kind of know what you're talking about. Uh, but you know, so it's good. Texans got to fix that, man. We can't, we can't, 
we can't abandon the state. Well, I'm going to tell you, can I tell you a quick story? Actually, yeah, go ahead. That is uh, relevant to what you're talking about. So um, not a lot of people know this. I've never really shared it on a f- format like this, but yeah, uh, I went to elementary school with a, a kid whose name was Felito Cruz okay. at the time, uh, okay. who uh, is now Ted Cruz. And uh, <laughs> you know, we're in fifth grade together. The only kid I've ever gotten into a, a fight with in my life. So he, um, he was held in. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I'm just gonna say, uh, yeah, there's there's a lot of parallels. So uh, that's my big claim to fame, though, is that fifth grade uh, got into a fight with uh, Fleeto Cruz. <laughs> Teddy, Teddy, got it. Okay, <laughs> that's great. That's that's good. Okay, all right. So, man, you know, when I when I look at your career, dude, I'm telling you, Joe, you have you're an old vet in the cannabis space. I mean, you've been a seven, eight it's years. Just like old, I felt like <laughs> <laughs> you, you've been in that space for like seven, eight years, man. That yeah. that's hard to yeah. find people that that are are doing that. Uh, then there's a lot of people have gotten out since then, and you know, 2019 was a crazy hard year for yeah, the it industry, was. and yeah, it was. and that was a. I mean, uh, that's that's when uh, things got real. <laughs> In a, uh, it, in a big way. It, it definitely did. And that, that was, you know, when I was talking about kind of some of the changes I made, it was, yeah. it was part of that. Right. And uh, it was a really tough year. And, um, you know, there there were periods in the last seven or eight years where I've thought about it and said, OK, what you know, what am I doing? Is this is this the right place? Right. Too choppy. And, you know, every time I came back to I love what I do. I love what this plant can do for people. And I love uh, the industry as a whole. So yeah. I, I stuck it out. <laughs> so is it, you know, everybody that we talk to tells us really how hard it is. Cannabis mm-hmm. to be successful in it, you know, maybe, maybe harder than other businesses that they've been a part of or, or founded or ran or, or the CMO of. And I, I think there's some really unique challenges that we can talk about from a marketing perspective and branding perspective. Right. I mean, oh, this is this is a young industry that's looking for uh, looking for its way when it comes to brands, and you know the people who are investing in this business and the people who are joining these companies are looking for uh, brands because it's the best way to get your investment back, right? It's the best way to maximize your investment is to create something that's bigger than an entity, a brand. And um, uh, create a following, right? And that's what you do. That's your role and in, in life. And uh, tell me about some of the challenges that you've had. Let, let's not even, not even, let's not even look at Juana because Juana is a whole nother conversation we're going to have. But you've you've been in this game, like I said, for seven eight years. And tell me some of the challenges of creating brands and products that consumers crave and want and they buy, they know it by name the maker i mean is that real or, or is that not here yet you know it's it's a it's a great question and it's it's one that um i've kind of been asking Juana internally i know we're gonna talk about yeah. Juana later but i would say yeah. that you know, it's kind of a big focus for this year for me is creating what i've kind of called the, the year of the national brand for us because um it is you know it is market by market and there's the obvious you know challenges of regulation in each market is different and all right. that good stuff but 
Um, but there's so much more um, in the fact that there's a, a lack of infrastructure, right? So I've had, I have um, vendors approach us all the time about, you know, we've got this amazing platform that can do all these 27 million right. things. For you. But I'm like, I say to them, like, we, we as an industry, I don't have the infrastructure to be able to even support this, you know, great, amazing tech platform that you want to bring to the cannabis industry. We don't have all the other parts and pieces that need to plug into that. So, um, so we don't have a lot of infrastructure. So that's, that's issue number one. Um, right. Number two, it took a while for the science to begin to, to catch up a little bit. So early on, when edibles uh, manufacturers, just as one example, were, were creating products, um, it was really difficult uh, to hit on the right uh, formulations, right emulsifications. Uh, the labs weren't oh. quite exactly right. So, you know, that it, consumer wants a product that's consistent and is always the, you know. The yeah, same. I saw some of those early edible facilities in, in besides being freaking dangerous. Uh, <laughs> right. It, 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 it didn't look like science to me. No. No, and it wasn't. And, and you know, Wana, luckily, yeah. was one of the first, you know, companies and brands that really began to tackle that science aspect of it. And that's why they got to the consistency piece. But for the consumer to really gravitate towards a brand, they have to they have to find a brand they like that's over and over going to be good for them. Right. Or not right. Good and consistency is critical to, yeah. to get that. Joe, Joe, you know, what is it? I know the infrastructure and the things we just we just mentioned makes it difficult. And and you're and you're embarking on something big at Wana coming up this year, and it's a big deal for you and for all the right reasons. But what is it about consumers that that make it so difficult in an industry that's, you know, a couple thousand years old, and um, you know what makes it so difficult? What what about consumers that make this a very difficult get? So, you know, we've got this this consumer who's very fickle that, you know, they're bright, shiny, shiny objects that come to the market. They're like, I want to try this. I want to try that. Right. And by the way, they're not super knowledgeable. Right. So we're relying on the button tender as the conduit for information to that consumer. So we've got really two audiences, There's the end user, as well as the button tender that we have to educate and inculcate with our brands. And then mm-hmm. lastly, we have this uh, can of curious, the new consumer is going to come into the market. Now that that is a consumer that. I think is going to be looking for what is a brand that I trust? What's a brand that's consistent? I'm not big into experimentation. I use it for sleep. I use it for certain occasions. That's a product mm-hmm. that I like, and I'm going to go back to it again and again. So there's, I think, opportunity for brands to really establish themselves with that new audience. Yeah, I, I agree. But I think for the last couple thousand years from people using the flower, man, I just think, you know, your friend's flower over here was different than your friend's flower over there. And your friend's flower here was different than your friend's flower over there. And, you know, consumers are, uh, they have patterns and, you know, and, and they decide that, you know, I don't know what that is, but I like it. I, maybe I don't like it today. And I like, it I just think the way it's been presented to consumers, it's made it a very fickle science. Um, and in many ways, you know, and, and just by, by the, the, the raw behavior of it, but Hey, Joe, we're going to take a break and, and, uh, audience, I want you to know, I'm having fun here with Joe Hodas, who is the CMO of Wanna Brands. I'm Vern Davis, your host of Plant Profits and Plant Profits is fueled by Protus Global People Solutions. And, uh, we'll, uh, we'll catch up on this conversation on the other side. Plant Profits will return so our sponsors can profit from these messages. Elevate your every day with that Shuggies feeling, with the sweet taste of Shuggies. Add a cup of Shuggies to your morning coffee. Ah. 
how sweet it is. Shuggies infuses cannabis and cane sugar to make it the perfect sweetener with benefits. Make your happy hour happier with a dunk of Shuggies in your drink. Order your Shuggies now at s-h-o-o-g-i-e-s dot com or find it in dispensaries throughout California. Whenever you crave a little sweet, pick up Shuggies, the sweet, sweet, take-anywhere treat. The Plant Profits are back to lead the pursuit of the promised land of plant profit. Only on CannabisRadio.com. Hey, we're back with Joe Hodes, who is the CMO of Wana Brands, and I'm Vern Davis, your host of Plant Profits. Plant Profits is fueled by Protus Global uh, People Solutions. And hey, look, uh, Joe has now uh, literally got his hands on the steering wheel of the gummy business and cannabis and uh but he's done a lot in the cannabis world before and and we're we're having a i think a much needed discussion about branding in the cannabis space and joe you work at companies you worked at at, at dixie right yep. and um uh, tell me you know from a cmo perspective right uh you know you were at dixie what two or three years ago uh what what was it like then compared to now in your expectations of being successful? Uh, that, that's actually a great question because, yeah. it was, you know, over the span of seven years, which in other worlds is not a really long time, but for us is a super long time. It's 25 um, years. So. Right. So much, so much has changed. Right. Because when yeah. I started at, uh, at Dixie, it was the, I started the first week of legalization. I, I seemed to pick uh, interesting times to start new jobs. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and so, you know, at that point, our biggest thing and what I used to say back then is, you know, creating a contract with the consumer. And we did that through packaging. So Dixie okay. had, you know, probably the, the best packaging at the time. Right. And that, mm-hmm. and that to me, was the way that I was going to say to the consumer, hey, this is a company that mm-hmm. um, spends appropriately on packaging is therefore I can trust them. And therefore, I can assume the product inside is good. Right. Mm-hmm. So that was a, a big focus. But of course, um, a year or two later, all companies had great packaging. All the all the packaging companies began to get on board with like, okay, how do we make CR packaging that looks good? And you know, right. so then it began to evolve into lifestyle branding. And then you know, so we've seen these multiple evolutions in the course of only seven years um, that have created a different expectation both for the consumer, but also in terms of um, understanding what success is for uh, for the company and for the brand. Yeah, uh, and you you mentioned packaging. <clears throat> you know, and that's part of what you do also from a design perspective. What's happening in that part of the the marketing and branding of, of cannabis products? What's what's bring us up to speed on that? Yeah, you know, there's there's still a ton of uh, companies that are getting into the space that are right. uh, in creating providing packaging, but we're still not at the mass level. Like when you think of packaging for, let's say, gum, right, or okay. something like that. Yeah. Um, we're, we're not even close. Like early on, we had some companies that would come to see us and say, well, if you can make 50 million units a year and we're like 50 million, there's not 50 million distribution points, you know, for, for a year in cannabis. So, um, so those, you know, large scale kind of operations are difficult. So we're still a little bit pricey on packaging. It's yeah. also still very, uh, very wasteful, right? Because we mm-hmm. have so much packaging in each market, but um, uh, what is really interesting is that it, it varies by market. So I just was having a call the other day about our Oklahoma presence and someone okay. saying, well, your, 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 your Calyx bottles, which are, um, actually environmentally friendly and have a lot of other benefits to them, but the Calyx bottle, it doesn't really stand out because we have all of these companies and someone showed me, like they were showing me a package that one of the brands in Oklahoma was using that's just big and, and colorful and kind of 
kind of garish in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, but you know that stands out on the shelf in Oklahoma. Well, that doesn't really fly in California, and right. that doesn't fly in Colorado. So you've got to balance the the market itself with the expectation of the consumer with also what actually fits into a store. So packaging continues to be one of those things that is a, a real challenge, and we're constantly refreshing on a regular basis um, yeah. as our most. Yeah, that's crazy. And, and, you know, most consumer goods companies don't have this problem. No. And, no right. No. Because because things are kind of uniformed and and, um, and and really, if you're going to, you know, and my vision is all about the, the total legalization of 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 the industry. And when that happens and you start to see see the product as a consumer, I wanted to when I'm in. You know, when I'm in Wisconsin, I wanted to see it the same way I see it in New Mexico, right? And and because yeah. that's how I know it is what it is to me, right? So now, do do you actually have to make different packaging for each state, or you try to find the medium that will work everywhere? Well, what we did is, you know, there, yeah. there are some lowest common denominators here, right? So okay. almost every market, you have to be opaque, you have to be chalk resistant. Okay, well, we can we can accomplish that. And okay. so with Calyx, we have like the, the vessel, so to speak, mm-hmm. that works in all markets. And then we change the labeling in each market to meet the requirements of that market. Because in Florida, our packaging looks vastly different than it does in Colorado because we can't use anything colorful. It actually has to have the brand of our partner um, predominantly on the package versus Wana. So that was a, a little bit of a shift for us, but that was in their regulations. And so we use the label to, to really change it. But put to your point, Vern, it still has that inconsistency, right? Cause that yeah. Florida product does not look like our Colorado product. And this, this is all reflected in the price consumer pays. Yeah, absolutely. Because yeah. you know, every, yeah. every time we have to redo packaging, every time uh-huh. we have to, um, uh, you know, when we have CR packaging that has certain features and requirements, all of that, right. unfortunately adds to the cost of the, of the product overall. Well, no, no example. I mean, that's a great example, you know, is, is that, um, it, that is is just so many, and that's what makes this thing so difficult to be successful at this cannabis industry. Is there so many moving parts? And it's you know you look at the, you look at the map of the U.S. and the legalization map. It's it's dotted. You know you got medical and rec. You got you know just medical and you know and, and so it becomes it 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 seems to re- really becomes challenging. Um, trying to design a business that you can you can actually be successful at, and consumers can still consumers who who want to take part in the product can can actually get it right because it can be really expensive, um, yeah. and 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 every state has every state every municipality oh my god it's you know everybody's got a different model that you have to fit your model into. Um, and that's, that's, that's just kind of crazy. What has come out of being in, you know, since you started really in March of 2020, what has come out of COVID that, um, you believe is positive for the industry? Well, I think so, uh, a couple of things, the most obvious highest level one is being designated as an essential industry, right? Okay. That was a big deal. That's huge. huge. Yeah. I mean, you know, there's, there's the, people like me that I'm not on the front lines, I'm not in my facility, you know, making the right. product every day. So um, I get the benefit of being designated as essential, but as an industry to be called essential and for, for them to understand like, okay, there is value here for people who require this product and or right. people 
just benefit from it, right? So that's important. Two, um, there was a fundamental shift in terms of the consumer behavior because of COVID and because everyone be began to go to curbside. Or what was that? Yeah. Well, it's this move to to digital, right? So okay. um, I mentioned earlier the, the bud tenders being the conduit to the consumer and the bud tender is still critically important in the process. So don't get me wrong, but um, it forced all of us to begin thinking consumer first and digital in terms of how we approach that consumer with our mm -hmm. brand and with our messaging. And so that fostered a lot more online education, a lot more uh, online engagement with consumers that would normally take place in the dispensary, but right. now it's taking direct with the brand. So uh, painful initially, but I think a good outcome of that is we have deeper and better relationships with consumers and they're understanding where they can find their information on their own versus having to rely on, on someone else who may or may not have the same perspective that they mm -hmm. have about what cannabis mm -hmm. is for them. I think that's good. That's a good perspective, you know. Um, and, and now, so, you know, if we, if we look at all adult consumables, obviously adult beverage is part of that. And you, you just saw that that uh, Uber just acquired Drizzly, mm -hmm. right? And with the mm -hmm. home delivery service for, for and, and and they set aside the cannabis business. Right, they didn't acquire the can the 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 uh, the Drizzly cannabis delivery system. Mm -hmm. So uh, so they that that became its a unique entity, and and so where do you see that going? Well, you mean so delivery or do yeah. we mainstream acquiring cannabis companies? No, no, I mainstream acquiring. That's our dream. But no, I'm <laughs> I'm talking about the the, the home delivery or yeah. or location delivery services. I think, you know, uh, so it's it's been throttled by regulation. So like, for yeah. example, in Colorado, big market, mature market, you know, we've just uh, legalized delivery, I think last year, but hasn't been really been implemented in any markets. Like I can't, I can't get delivery right now. Right. So, okay. um, so, so it's throttled by regulation and California is thriving with delivery. So I think that's yeah. going to be the, the database that everyone looks at to say, okay, how is the consumer interacting with delivery? Right. Um, but I think it's going to fundamentally change the nature of of the of the system as a whole right yeah. um and then and then take it a step further when it when there is legalization and there is interstate commerce and you can ship product i mean at that point right. you know it's, it's amazon it's it's someone coming in and, and being able to distribute anywhere nationally no i totally agree I, it's got to happen right and it's important um you know consumers consumers would love i think in a consistent basis uh, understanding what they can get, where they can get it from, and get it delivered to them. I, I I don't know how that, you know, can't be successful if done right, if if it can open up. Like to your point. Yeah, I do think we. I mean, I am. I think it's further down the road, and I think it's going to yeah. take a little while with all the patchwork of regulation, even post legalization. But I also hope that we, as an industry, um, get more mature from an infrastructure standpoint, from an SOP standpoint, so that if and when that does occur we are ready. So lab tested and consistent mm -hmm. quality ingredients and all that stuff that I don't think is pervasive throughout the industry. I, I want all that to be, be right. Yeah. The, the right experience. I, I, I totally agree. I totally agree. Hey, we're going to be back. We're going to take a break. I'm here, Vern Davis, your host of plant profits, which is fueled by produce global uh, people solutions. And I'm here with Joe Hodas, Joe and I, uh, having a nice chat. And Joe is the CMO of Warner Brands. And we're going to, uh, on the other side of this, really dive into Warner Brands. I'm looking forward to that. Thank you. Plant profits will return so our sponsors can profit from these messages. 
Hey, take a look at this. They're selling smart pots. <laughs> they have pot that can make you smart? Where is it? Not that kind of pot. Smart pots are the best aeration container to grow your plants. Check this out. This is the original fabric container for faster producing healthier plants. They're made with a superior fabric that delivers high yields. Plus, smart pots are reusable and sustainable, so you can use them over and over again, no matter if you use them indoor or outdoor. That's very smart, but how good are they for the environment? Smart pots are BPA free and lead free, so you'll always be able to ensure a pure, clean grow, and they're 100% made in the US. Over 28 million smart pots have already been sold so it seems like a smart investment. Look for smart pots in close to 2,000 garden centers throughout North America and ask for the original fabric container. Find a store near you or order yours online at smartpots.com. The Plant Profits are back to lead the pursuit of the promised land of plant profit. Only on CannabisRadio.com. Hey, we're back with Plant Profits. I am Vern Davis. I'm your host of Plant Profits, fueled by Protus Global uh, People Solutions. My guest today is Joe Hodis, and Joe is um, the chief marketing officer of Wana Brands. And Joe made a career decision and went to Wana right in the middle of pandemic, March of 2020. And uh, he's having fun. He loves it. Uh, and why shouldn't he love it, man? He's he's the king of the gummies. And um, so, Wana Brands, tell us, tell us the attraction to you. Why did you go there? Yeah, that's and that's a great question. So, um, there's the obvious, which is you know, Wana is, is dominant, right? We're the right. number one uh, uh, edibles brand actually in North America. So there's there's right. that, right? Of course, you want to be with the with the big dog, of course. But um, but really, it was about the leadership and about the culture. Okay. Um, you know, it, it, I, I, I'll be honest, I'm 50, right? Um, I'm 50 years old. I've, I've spent uh, a career um, looking at different companies, working for different companies. And it took me until recently to understand the importance of aligning sort of my values with right. the company I'm working for, because that's where people, I think, run into trouble. They feel like they're out of, they don't really recognize it sometimes as that, but they're out of line with the values. Their values are maybe out of line with the company's values. And so I, I struggled often with with companies that I just couldn't quite get to the to the right spot in my heart for them because those values were out of line. Wana, having known Nancy for as long as I had, yeah. um, Wana actually aligned perfectly with with my values. And a year into this, um, it it was true, right? There wasn't mm-hmm. was hoping that it was going to be a fit. It was the right fit. So it was the culture. It was it was Nancy's leadership. Right. Um, it was their foundation in in science and in process that really. Mm-hmm. Um, attracted me to the products as a whole. Um, and then lastly, it was also, um, I think, the mission as a whole, which is in, to enhance people's lives. And when we take that very seriously, the gummy is the delivery vehicle, but the plant is at the, the, the center of everything that we do. And that's why I think we've been successful with the product um, and with the company as a whole, as a brand, because people are attracted to that. They understand that um, we live it and breathe it every day. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, um, that's really something that is a little bit unique in this industry right now. Well, I, we need more of that. And that's, that's great. And you're, you're responsible. You have a real key role in keeping everybody focused on what's important, uh, being the CMO. Uh, what are some of your key? Oh, and you can't <laughs> not to be successful, Joe, you can't, man. What, what are some of your key challenges right now? Well, I think, um, for us as Juana specifically, mm-hmm. some of the key challenges are we've, uh, We've organically built this brand that people love, and we mm-hmm. built it into this, you know, this large company. 
Um, but we've we've taken some time to really deconstruct that, understand what is it that people like about the brand? Because mm-hmm. um, Nancy didn't go out there and, and, and set out to say, you know, we're going to build the biggest brand in, in the industry. <laughs> she, she set out to say, we're going to build the best product in, in, in the industry and we're going to serve people the best we can. Um, so we're kind of deconstructing that and then reconstructing it and taking the best parts of the things that people love about WANA and making sure that we're communicating that to other people. That is actually challenging um, as a marketer to deconstruct and then reconstruct um, and figure out new ways to express the brand. So we're kind of in this fascinating, it's fun, don't get me wrong, but it's hard. Yeah. But it's, it's, it's really important, uh, you know, and then you coming on board, right, in, in this important time for Wana, it makes a hell of a lot of sense for you to break it down and really try to understand your your link to the consumer, right? Yeah. And and I think that's that's really what did you find out? What what is what is the secret sauce? Why do the consumers like you guys? Well, I think number one is it it is the product, right? So we mm-hmm. really do, um, and we hear it time and again. People are like they they love our product. They come back to our product. I tried X mm-hmm. Y and Z. And I came back to you guys. Um, so there is a differentiator between the product, and it's because we're creating a premium product in a space where. Um, gummies in particular, where people didn't necessarily know that there was the idea of premium, but as they've gone, as yeah. more brands have come out and they and they and they try different products and they spread out, they they begin to realize there's tiering of products and ours is really truly a premium product. So there's that. Two, it's the fact that we are kind of genuine, and I go I go back to what I said about aligning with the values. Like yes, I'm, yeah. I'm kind, of, um, I'm kind of an open book. Like I've never been really good at playing corporate whatever, mm-hmm. and you know that's just who I am, right? That's what Wana is. Wana is we are who we are, right? And we and we put it out there pretty pretty straightforward. We've been producing these funny education videos with our VP of Innovations, guy named Mike Hennessy. And we love it because Mike is Mike is Mike, right? And you see him yeah. on camera kind of goofy and it's kind of funny. And that's kind of what Wana is, right? And so we <laughs> we've kind of been figuring out what that DNA is and how do we how do we be more of ourselves and, and share that with people. Oh, that's great. So you're really coming into your own from an identity perspective. Yeah, exactly right. That's exactly uh-huh. right. No, no, I think that's, I think that's great. Give us, a, give us a peek into the future, Joe, uh, about how you see the the cannabis adult consumable business from a branding perspective. What does that look like, and and when do you think it'll start to feel like a normal consumable product? <laughs> Wow, that that well, that last part is a tough question. When does it? I, I don't yeah. know. I don't know the answer to that because there, you know, so part of that is tied to legalization. Yeah, part of course, of that, that's um, a big, big is, component. But part of it is also how how does legalization occur, right? So if if some of the legislation that's being tossed around right now at a federal level, like banking reform and mm-hmm. things like that, if that moves into place first, and that froze up, flow, uh, frees up uh, cash flow, and then let's say other you know major in, uh, businesses begin to get into the industry, that's going to change the the face of, of who we are and that timeline. If mm-hmm. um, declass uh, 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 declassification occurs, uh, and that happens before some of the banking reform, that will have a different trajectory. So all of that figures into it. But I, yeah. you know, I, I'd say we're at least probably. 10 to 15 years out from being a normal consumable product mm-hmm. in terms of the consumer what i mentioned earlier yeah. about can a curious um consumer which we, we all talk about it's not it's not that that's you know so, such a shocking revelation but i think the revelation is that consumer is looking to use cannabis for specific purposes and as we begin to really dig more into the science and understanding not only 
THC, but all the other various cannabinoids and flavonoids and terpenes and how they interact. And we're right. going to get deep into that science. We're going to be able to develop products that are highly customizable in, in a way that no other industry has, has been able to do um, previously. And mm-hmm. so that's going to draw in new consumers because I guarantee you that for the number of people that have significant sleep issues, mm-hmm. they begin to hear that there's a product that can actually you know truly help them. Um, they're going to, they're going to gravitate towards that. And the, and the stigma of like, well, I don't, you know, I don't want cannabis will fade away because, you know, they've all, they've tried uh, Ambien, they've tried melatonin, they've tried, you know, all these other products right. and possibly as a solution for them. I think that that's the consumer that uh, of the future for us. Yeah, I agree with that. The can of curious. I love that. And I, and I totally buy into that, man, Joey, it's been great. Really appreciate you coming on the show is awesome, man. Thank you, Vern. I really appreciate it. I, I always enjoy talking to you, actually, as well. So thank you. <laughs> it's great, man. It's great. Look, uh, our guest today, Joe Hodes, is the chief marketing officer of WANA. And WANA is the number one edible business, uh, cannabis edible business in the United States. And uh, you guys are doing a great job. And, uh, and I know that the company uh, is in great hands. Uh, when uh, when I have conversations with you like this and and uh, hey, just keep doing your thing, man, because what you're doing is what we need. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. And thank you for giving us the opportunity to, to share some of that with uh, with your folks. And um, hopefully we'll get back on it sometime in the future. Oh, um, my pleasure. Hey, I'm Vern Davis. I'm your host of Plant Profits and Plant Profits is fueled by Protus Global People Solutions and Uh, Again, thanks, Joe Hodes, for appearing on our show today. And thank you all for joining us. Uh, Binge through all our episodes by going to CannabisRadio.com or find us in all major podcast portals, Apple, Google, everywhere, Amazon, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and many more. Wherever you get your podcast fix, see us there, please. Follow Protus Global on LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Learn more about how we build companies and how we change people's lives at protusglobal.com. That's P-R-O-T-I-S global.com. I'm Vern Davis, your host of Plant Profits. Until next time, cheers. The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast, republication, or retransmission of this program without proper consent is prohibited.